Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales, her real life Mr. Segment serial data, and serial sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello, and welcome to Juicy Scoop for an end of the year delight. I have Brad Wallach, good friend for many, many years, Chelsea Lately, writer, producer, stand-up, dad of two, Mary Delight. How are you? Fine. Thank you. Uh, I don't get, you know, Chris. Married to a woman, just I want to make every shirt. Just in case people, sometimes people are surprised. No, like you were when you when you first met me. Um, No, I, uh, it was funny. We were doing a show called Nightcap. Yes. Producing it. And uh, it, it was a great show. And uh, we had Barbara Corcoran on it. Corcoran? Oh, Corcoran from Corcoran, Shark Tank. From yeah. Shark Tank. And she comes on set, sees me. I don't even say anything. And she goes, oh, a gay producer. You know? <laughs> I'm like, uh, not really, but welcome. You know? And she's like, oh, come on. And I'm like, okay, sure. You know, just went along with it. <laughs> yeah, just went along with the two days. Yeah. But this was obviously before like the whole like, Whatever you couldn't say that now. Now she'd be like, you know, canceled. I still don't think she would. I think as long as it's that way, and it's obviously well, it's, not going to bother you. No, I wasn't. So I then, you know, but here she thought she was being. You know, she thought going that extra mile was going to make her look. I know more inclusive. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I it was so but weird. I, I was like, yeah. oh well, okay. It's the dressing. It's if you are a dapper dresser, which you have always been, and yeah. then you're in this industry, it's like, what are the odds yeah. that you're a good dresser in the industry? In the industry. And straight. And a little, yeah, and a little weak Jew, you yeah. know, kind of like, a, I don't want to say effeminate, but you know. I told, I, the, I told the story already, but I thought you would just appreciate it that um, we were at an event and Peter was mistaken as the gay host's husband. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was mistaken as a Jew and he went along with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say thank you, Heather. Um, yes, because he got, he's gay. part of some group. Wait, so it was a gay host and they thought and Peter, Peter was And Peter was husband? talking to him. So then later on, the woman was like, how long have you been friends? And I joked and I'm like, oh, 23 years, we're actually married. And she's like, oh, I thought he was the host's husband. Oh, that's funny. Um, and I just. What, what I, was, what was, she, what he, he was got, she reading? He had a blazer. <laughs> Well, that's the dead giveaway. We I all mean, know when you come out, you put on that blazer. It's just like the Masters Golf Tournament. They put on a green blazer. You put on a pink or rainbow blazer. You're like, I'm I was out. so excited. He's part of this, like, he got, he's getting these clothes sent to him. It's kind of like a rent the runway for guys oh, or yeah, something. Oh, yeah, he told me about that. Honestly, it's so great. Chris Frangiola is, like, interested. That's how good it is. And really? he's a dapper dresser. Chris Frangiola? Yeah, he's like, maybe I want to know. I'm like, yeah, it's like, you get it, and then- he keeps what he wants and the rest he gives and it's a, a monthly fee. And um, if you don't keep anything, it still stays this the monthly rental fee. But usually but he they, keeps a, do a they number of Do they send those clothes, the ones you send back, do he, they send those out to other people though? That's my only thing. It's like, I don't want to be the person on the receiving end of someone else. Like Peter, I don't really know. I, I, your husband's great. I don't want to be wearing the clothes that he was wearing. He usually buys like half of them. Like, especially the pants right. and stuff. So then you get charged for that. And, you know, I don't know. But And then there's some stuff that just is wrong and doesn't fit. So then I think he doesn't. I don't, I don't is it know. it always new it would when it never, comes? I don't know that how well it would work for me because I'm just not good about, like, returning stuff and all of that. It would, this sounds like the old Netflix, basically. You, yeah. It sends it to you. You keep it for as long as you want. You send it back. They send you more, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know. That's it. It's like a library for clothes. It, it, it yeah. makes it makes a lot of sense. It does, and especially for men who anyway, are just like whatever. It, it was all um, anyway. Peter's game. Okay. okay. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Can't wait. All right. Let's talk about some things into some topics. Okay. There is a new documentary out about what a nightmare Brooklyn Beckham's wife is. Literally, that's what it says. New York Post. Brooklyn Beckham's wife, Nicola Peltz who I guess comes from an extremely wealthy family, painted as a nightmare bride in this new 
documentary. So they had this big, super fancy wedding. And I remember hearing about this. It's the Pelts, Beckhams versus the Planners. So I guess they never revealed to Victoria Beckham that they were having all this trouble. They had one planner. First started, they had one planner who then, um, the documentary first shares over a over a 12-hour period. Oh, my God. We have to watch this documentary for 12 hours? Is this the All new one? All about a wedding? Not, yeah, this is not. This is not. I heard the other Beckham one is really good. You know what I found? So many of these things. I start to watch, and I just don't get through them. That's but like most the of second life. or the third or an episode, I'm kind of like, well, you uh, asked me before do I we care? started. Or I just like Wikipedia, and I'm like, what's the end? What? <laughs> Like, did this guy go to prison or not? Like, it's just too much. I just, I don't, I'm the same way. I just don't have the time. There's nothing good enough out there for me to get invested in. I just, I, I'm, this business has just gotten so horrible. What's, tell me how awful Hollywood's gotten for everybody. Well, Wait, first just, let me finish this story. Okay. So just suddenly, okay, so she's an heiress. She's an actress. I don't know if she's been in, but, um. So the documentary shared over it over twelve hour period two hundred fifty eight text messages which were exchanged in a group chat with the wedding planners, and the evidence painted Nicola the bride as a nightmare bride who was well, allegedly is- too focused on a star studded guest list and brought total carnage to the wedding planning, according to an expert commentary in the documentary. And this Preston Bailey, who's a famed wedding planner, he sounds strange. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I- in the documentary. Um, uh, let me see. Yeah, uh, Preston Bailey. Yeah, decided to quit the job six weeks before the wedding, wedding citing over commitment. Then, plan design events. They came in to replace him, and they're facing a countersuit, which they were called the billionaire bully by now. So they were they're all part of this lawsuit because I guess they charged too much. Anyway, said she was obsessed with celebrity status of the Beckham family, frequently changing the guest list. All this stuff. So basically, because she was a nightmare, they charged more, and now they're basically in a, in a lawsuit. And the dad's like, "This is bullshit." And um, why, why even bother? I mean, obviously, you have so much money; just let it go. No, and this is like the first. Like, I'm just like thinking what the comments might have been under this. Oh my God, who would ever spend that much on a wedding when you could feed so many children? <laughs> Because that's exactly what they would have done with the money. Yeah, They were like, we're going to send this on a cargo plane to Africa or we can have your wedding. What do you want? Yeah. (laughs) No, I, of course she's a nightmare. I mean, she's probably, this is, yes, it's a very wealthy family. She has access to everything. By the way, 258 text messages in this day and age with a wedding planner when you're planning a big wedding doesn't seem, it doesn't seem that outrageous. Does it? No, I mean, if there's a lot to plan, I mean, there is security. I mean, this is a this is a star-studded wedding. Yeah. So with each big star is going to come a special protocol, just like you're doing the Oscars, you know, yeah, like or a royal wedding. I mean, this is you know, there's there's kind of elements of like that. sometimes I think about that when I watch would watch the Oscars, like because now I know how red carpets work, but it always seemed like the car was pulling up right as they were getting out. And I was like, how do they know how which car could go at which times so that you come at the right Are you time? About when they're exiting the Oscars? No, when they're like about to do the red carpet. Yes. I was always like, how do they work it out? Isn't yes, there like they, a traffic jam? Yes, there's That's a what I'm whole saying. So it's a whole thing. Yes. So that takes hundreds of people to figure out who's talking to the star's assistant of the PR person of the dead. And that's what this wedding but, would have been like, though. Like, think, I'm thinking this has to have been. A lot of planning. And then in order to get the star there, you also might have been like, we're providing them with, we reserve the penthouse for them because we want to make sure Tom Cruise comes or whatever. If you really are placating to like the stars, then there's that whole other element. Yeah, you have to or have a place where they can land their helicopters and exactly. We're talking about that private jets and and who where what black cars are coming to the private airport to get the people and yeah, this is not like your typical wedding where you got to block of rooms at the local uh, Marriott. <laughs> Marriott and go, hey, hey, just do the do the Dubaius McDonald wedding. <laughs> just mention our name. You'll get the yeah, good rate. Go, yeah, go over for, yeah, go. Don't, you'll get a free breakfast too. You Make get the sure free you get breakfast that. and here, you know, yeah. And here is the keychain. <laughs> Here's a bottle of water. <laughs> Here's your little bag. Here's your little, here's your little gift bag, goodie bag. A bottle of water for that after that crazy night. 
Yes. It's kind of interesting how, like, I just went to a a wedding recently. One thing I've noticed with um, weddings, they're not doing the China registry anymore. Well, you don't, or the silverware. Because it's not necessary. I know Who it's not. It? And you know what? It was one of the one fight, one of the weird fights I got in with Peter. And I realized, fuck, I just realized. What, about registering? No, I just realized he's totally right 23 years later. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a revelation. Totally I'm surprised he's not running in here right now. <laughs> I remember we were on a road trip and we were literally like at a Denny's or an IHOP or something having breakfast. And- I registered at Gary's, you know, this is the year 2000. I got the platinum plates. It was a big deal because it's 2000. Platinum's the color. And (laughs) And then I'm getting this like silverware or whatever. And he's like, why are we doing that? Why would we even want that? Are we really going to use it? And I was like, well, if we don't get it now, we never will. Because once we have kids, we're going to put it towards our house and towards our education. And we're never going to spend this kind of money to have these beautiful plates again. This is what you do. You know, this is my mother, da, 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 went to Gary's Beverly Hill. And, and I was just like, I can't believe I'm fighting him on this. Like, this is a real sign. Like, I should. <laughs> Read I... the tea leaves, Heather. This is not going to work. <laughs> and I got up and this older lady goes, you're right. Get the china. And I thought I'm right. But I have to say, now it's just like such a pain in the ass. And then as what now that my mom- What would you rather mo- have gotten back then in 2000? I mean, I think what people are doing now is very smart. They're putting it toward, they're like, you can get gifts, but they're also like- Putting it you, towards the honeymoon. Put it towards the honeymoon. Or or like, yeah. you could just donate to, we're going to remodel the house we just yeah. bought. Or we're going, this is the the master bathroom fund. It's smarter. It is so much smarter. And it's easier for the people. What do we care? What did you get me? I don't remember. You came I to my get, wedding. The biggest, ex- most exciting moment of I definitely got Heather's- something off the registry. And I used to try to get something that- you would kind of remember, like yeah. the one piece, not Obviously like I didn't, not like the two plates of the china. You failed on this one. <laughs> it probably remember. was like a cool vase or a cool platter or something. I'm sure, I'm sure. And you know, but then, especially nowadays, then you get kind of sick of your stuff, and then you're like, oh, the new trend is um, sharp edged plates and not round, and like yeah. you're kind of like, oh, I want, no. I redid my kitchen, now I'm sick of these flowered plates. And then what happens is then. You know, my grandmother died, so my mom inherited hers. And now my mom has died, so I've inherited hers. Mm-hmm. And and then I still have my own. Yeah. I mean, I have so much, like, expensive china now, and it's just all in this cabinet. And then when we do Thanksgiving, I'm like, forget it. We're getting the throwaway clear plates because I just— <laughs> Exactly. You I don't, don't want to do the dishes. You don't want to—it's just a hassle, and it, none of it works. You don't want to get it out. Trust me, ours, ours <laughs> is in our closet, a utility closet that we keep on these shelves, and some rats got in there, and they, they basically used them as a jungle gym. It's like all our <laughs> china from our wedding. It's just like, well, this was—that's that, the most use that china has gotten since we got— married actually now I think about I wonder it. if I wonder if, do people sell it or maybe the thing to do I just thought of such a great idea right. if you're okay you're opening your own restaurant and you like have a great story like you're just a, a, a family a local family whatever and you're building your dream restaurant you should put it out there if you're ready to get rid of your dishes Bring them here, and that's oh. the story. Is that you know? And there's a fun story about every single one. Oh, that's a good and idea. And so then you're like, oh my god, where are these plates from? And you turn them there's around, story and you're like, Gary's or yeah, this is from you know, whatever. This this was from a wedding. These people were married from 1926 to 1972, well, and here they are. You know what? All you need to open a restaurant, and make it successful, is a gimmick, and that's it. I think you nailed it. Who cares about what the quality of the food is? Or turn around their plate. <laughs> the food's falling off of it. Yeah. I always come up with all these ideas. Never execute any of them. Never. I never write the movie scripts. I never. I'm just like, take it. Well, that's it's my what, gift that's to the what, world. That's what you need chat GPT for. Oh, you know what? I thought about that, about writing a movie of a jet. Oh, I thought of a good one the other day. And I was like, I wonder if I could just, I kind of want to see if Drake and I can like, do it over the holiday. Use the jap the chat the chat for for a movie idea. Um, it's You'll like, be shocked 
here's the key. And this is what I'm Oh, I thought, everyone. can I tell you what the movie idea is? Maybe I shouldn't tell you. Maybe I better save it for myself. Yeah. Can I have a pen? Hold on. Save just, it for, for ChatGBT. Put it in the AI and let the Russians steal it. Okay. Okay. When um, they hack it. Uh, no, it, it, it honestly, it is ChatGPT AI. It's the future. It's all about prompt writing. And that's what's going to, honestly, yeah. Drake and Brandon, I know they're going to college. Good for them. They don't need to learn anything other than how to write a prompt to get the result they want in AI. That is that is the key to everything. So it's like you have a movie idea. You're like, I want to, I have a movie idea. It's based on this, blah, blah, blah. You know, give me an outline, you know, three-act structure, and it'll spit it out. But you need to have the the starting point and the prompt, and, you know, say the, these and characters and And you feel like you know how to do it now? Yes, for a, for a lot of things, you know. You, listen, you still need to have the ability a to write the prompt, and then b it spits back information, and you still need to be able to go, okay, that's useful, that's not useful, you know, or yeah. I, or I can work with this, and I can redevelop it this way, and work it. It's kind of like a brainstorming tool in a lot of. It's like yeah. having the best assist. You know how we always used to have fake assistants. Uh, <laughs> we did a whole episode of After Late. Ding about ling. It. Hello, this is um, Marilee. I'm calling from Heather McDonald's office. Well, you could do accents. I, I was. Do you, you always all... have to sound like an English person? Yeah. Then you know that it's. I know we're doing a sizzle reel right now for a, a show that we're going to take out and sell, and and uh, we used a British uh, VO, a voiceover, and I'm like, you know what? That's the most ingenious thing because these buyers are going to think that it's actually an existing like international format because there's something about, so authoritative about a British. Like, yeah. oh, this must be a British show that they're you know now oh. trying to sell here in America. Oh, that's so, a good idea. Yeah, so we're we'll see how that works. Oh, you know, good. Trick the dumb Americans. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, so this, I saw this video. It's gone viral. This couple, they had a very nice wedding, garden wedding, good outfits, beautiful dress. And she does her vows to him. And she's like, um, I've always loved you from the moment I love you more every day. You've become such a wonderful father to my child or our child or whatever. And um, they're like young, like 35-ish or whatever under. And then he says, and I can't wait to wake up every morning and smack that ass every time I can. Something like that. And everyone kind of chuckles like a little uncomfortably, but <laughs> he's like, that's it. And the pastor is like, ha you want to say something else? And he goes, no. So then, okay, then she does well, her- he said nice things ahead of no, that, No, right? no. And now I'm remembering it. He said his first, and that was all he said. And he goes, do you want to say anything else? And he goes, no. Then the girl goes and says actual nice things. And then he was like- He's giving another chance. So he goes, <laughs> you might really want to think about saying something more. And he's like, nope. That's it, haha, and like everyone's like, okay, and some people are like, well, it was funny, and he maybe he was drunk or nervous, which is great if you're drunk on your way. <laughs> I went to only one wedding like that. That I was like, this is a bad sign, and I I was remember I was pregnant with Drake. It was in Santa Barbara. It was my sorority sister, and it was a really nice wedding. You know, fun garden wedding, Santa Barbara, like you know the whole shebang, and he walked down the aisle. I, I'm pretty sure holding a beer. Oh my God. Okay. And then, and he was like a roadie and a tennis pro for like Crosby, oh, Steals and Nashville. <laughs> like at the same time, like they'd go on the road. <laughs> yeah. And when he's done loading equipment, he'd be like, hey, David Crosby, let's go hit the courts. Yes. <laughs> Let's work on your forehead, you fat ass. Yeah. It was, it, so it was something like that. I don't know if that was the band or not. I'm sure there's someone listening that can figure out who it is, whatever. he They're no longer married. They had two kids. They got divorced. But it was such a brief, short thing. 
And I was like, it's nice to make it brief. But you were knew it was over, right? I didn't know it was over at that moment. I just, re- I realized but later. You, but you saw the sound. Oh, I just you thought realized it, later. I thought, look, I was like, look, as someone attending the wedding, I'm glad I'm not sitting through the hour and a half Catholic mass that I made people sit through me. I was oh. like, I really appreciate being in this garden. I appreciate that we could have a cocktail before. I'm excited. This is cute and nice. But it was almost like too short. Like, I'm like, mm. You don't have to have a full mass. You don't have to have readings. But like, have, but a, like, have, a, co- like, have yeah. a couple moments, a few say, like it's got to, I think the ceremony has got yeah, to last yeah, yeah. at least minimum 15 minutes, yeah, please, yeah. from beginning to end. It cannot be shorter than that. It's just like, it really should be more like 25, 30 in my opinion, but definitely needs to be 15. Did you work on your vows for a while? No, that's what I'm so bummed about. We just did the the traditional ones. Yeah, we Shannon didn't even we didn't even ours. think we didn't even think about it. And I think it's so important to do the vows. And when I when I married uh, Chris and and Liz, um, I was like so nervous about it. The Frangiolas. Yeah, the Frangiolas. I was so nervous about it. But they then had their vows, and because I knew him, and that's when I was like, you know what? If people do, if people, I was like, you married them. I was like. Oh wait, I was there. You did marry them. <laughs> yeah, and I but I really think like if it is truly like your pastor, I think it's great or your rabbi, but like the the monsignor who married us. Now, I could have done this and it just didn't occur to me. I should have been like, "Hey, can we meet with you? I really want you to personalize it." And I'm sure he would have. But because I never did, that's it, it was literally like he knew Catholic nothing. Masses. He didn't knew nothing about us. That's my thing yeah. with the Catholic mass weddings. It's like ninety nine percent of it is about Jesus, and everything. such a small part of it is about the actual couple. If seemingly, I'm like, well, I mean, it really can be. I'm saying, if you are doing that, just make sure that you take the time to meet. Like, if you're no, like, just don't if, do it. No one appreciates it. Honestly, no one appreciates what a, a, a full Catholic mass wedding. Well. Okay, I'm saying if you're like me. Even Catholics don't like it. Okay, if you're like me and your parents are like, you got to do it this way. And you're Uh kind of pleasing your parents or yourself. You really, you know, because you really want the full thing. Even now, they had just started it where you didn't have to have the mass. You didn't have to full mass and it could still be still up there with the Pope. Okay. (laughs) And my mom was like, it's not the same thing because we had done it for Shannon, my sister, two years prior. But if you have Shannon to Shannon Goldberg? Goldstein. Goldstein. Yes. Had, so, a, had a major Catholic mass wedding. That's hilarious. Yes, but it's great. No, it's wonderful. The kids went to Catholic school. He didn't care. He's the best My best kids go to ever. Catholic school. So anyway, it's all great. So anyway, so he, so with, with that, I'm just saying, if you have a situation like that, you can still have a real meeting with who's ever marrying you. And asked, but I just think I was still so like being the good, I didn't even occur to me because then we just did with my sister. I'm like, I'll just have exactly what my sister did. Like he didn't mention at the time I was like on a TV show and he did like, he didn't mention that or that I was a comedian or that what Peter did or that well, Peter grew wanted, up in San Diego. You, you want him to plug your, your, your dates? No, but like. Uh, and she'll be appearing no. next weekend at the American Comedy Club in San Diego. No, but I think there should be some personalization to it. And there no, was, I agree. I'm just saying there was none. No, well, like, we had it my was uncle literally do nothing mine. except was, my name. No, that was it's, it. it. We had my uncle do mine who looked like a rabbi. He's not a rabbi, but um, he was, uh, and there was something really nice about that because it was very personal. But I remember Shannon and I, we just, for the vows, we were both like, let's just print something out from the internet. <laughs> just like Google vows. And I go, I'll take the time. Top half, you take the second half. And I remember we were reading them, and uh, she was so nervous about reading in public that she was staring at hers the whole time, like her lines. <laughs> I was like doing mine. I go, I vowed to look at you when you <laughs> read your vows to me. What the hell? You know? I remember it was yeah. funny. I, you know, you can also now ask. Ask AI to well, do that. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Is you definitely nowadays, can. I would be for like anything. AI. And you could make them personalize. You could go I went to mention a, these things. You I went know? to a baby shower and um, my my friend was giving the speech to her daughter-in-law. And I was so in, impressed. My friend whispered and said she asked AI to do it. Yeah. Because I just didn't, it's really not her forte. Yeah. Hence why I was like, wow, where, how did she come up with gonna this? It's going to change the world. I tell you, it's going to make everyone smarter and better. And, and out but of work, you, but, but whatever. Well, you know, 
I've talked about this before in that, like, you know, someone joked and said, remember when you were in math class and your teacher would say, you have to know your multiplication tables because you're not going to have a calculator next to you all the time. And now we do. So it's like, I kind of think the same thing about, you know, this learning grammar, learning other languages. Like maybe there could be, I think almost like there needs to be an overhaul of curriculum really for the new world and teach you ways to think or something because these these for the repetitive for the new world <laughs> the <laughs> new world which will be in uh, uh zuckerberg's uh bunker yeah, right yeah, when yeah, exactly. swimming on swimming to the island <laughs> can we please come join you kite, kite surfing to his island whatever, yeah whatever stupid sport he does okay last night i watched 16 candles i was very excited to see that it popped on and i was just Brandon and I, and I go, oh, Brandon, you will really like this movie. It's so funny. Come on. And it was like, they're at the dance for, I know you got, I know my audience knows the movie 16 Candles. Okay. So I don't have to explain it. Um, And, but it's about teenagers. The girl turns 16, her parents forget, and it's funny and it's John Hughes and it's Molly Ringwald. And I'm watching it at the, you know, they're at the school and then Anthony Michael Hall is hitting on her and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden it gets to the part that I just, I cannot believe I never saw it for what it was. Complete sexual oh, assault yeah. of an unconscious female. Yeah. It is so bad. So the cute guy that she likes, whose family is rich and everything, he's been banging a pretty girl who's been his girlfriend for probably two years. But he likes Molly Ringwald, which Brandon was like, um... I don't think so, but whatever. That's he's being anti-ginger. Okay, okay. Brandon, thank you. She, her hair was brown in that. Her but hair she's was considered a redhead. I know, but in real life, she has brown hair. She dyed her As hair. My kids would be like, she, "That's the olden days," so that's the color she, on the screen. She dyed her hair, and by the way, her hair looks more blonde than red anymore because well, it's a lot of white in there now. Okay, well, she dyed her hair red so that she could stand out in the acting pool. And she oh, actually so she's not is. She is not a natural red, is my understanding. Hmm. So she, um, but it is a great movie because there's all these like funny things that like I noticed that like the the director thought of that like really made it. And think, think about how many of these movies. Revenge of the Nerds. Remember, there's a scene where he goes in and they're in like the moon bounce thing. Yeah, and he's she thinks he's. Um, she thinks the nerd is uh, uh, her boyfriend, you know, and she like grabs him and they basically have sex. And it's like, and he doesn't like be like, hey, I'm not who you think I am. That's technically rape. Well, that's basically <laughs> what happens here. So then Jake goes, I'm so mad. He goes, I so like this new girl that I've barely spoken to. And I'm so tired of banging my old girlfriend who got really drunk and invited all of her friends over and ruined the house. I need you, Anthony Michael Hall, who's 14 and doesn't have a permit, to take my dad's convertible Rolls Royce and just drive her home. She's going to want some. He says, she's going to want some. And he goes, right now she's passed out in my room. I could violate her any which way but Sunday. And Anthony Michael Hall goes, what are you waiting for? And he's like, I'm just not into it anymore. So you take her home. And she's wasted in the car. And she looks over at Anthony Michael Hall and she's like, who are you? And then she looks over at Jake and Jake goes... He's me, and then I'm him, and like so he's so. Then she wakes up from her getting from her being wasted or whatever, and he's like ah, and she, you know, and she goes and she's like oh, I love you, and like goes down to like I guess give him a blowjob, and then he looks straight at the camera and he's like all right, it's on, and then it's then she wait they wake up and he's got his neck brace on, which again yeah. where was your neck brace? <laughs> you brought it to the dance, okay, yeah. whatever, but it made for a funny scene. And um, from her braces. And she's like, you know, did we? And he's like, yeah, we did. And she's like, okay, it's fine. You know, that I was totally thought I f- was screwing my boyfriend of two years. And instead it was a 14-year-old. Yeah. And because I kind of was like a vapid bitch who invited people over to Jake's party, I deserved to be raped. Right. Yeah, well, that was the message. And that's <laughs> the message I'm going to show my kids. I'm going to sit them down and go, look at this. This is Ra- rape. <laughs> Well, good. The good sixteen candles for what it is. Brandon, Brandon got bored. He got bored before they, before they got to the rape. Did part. he get the point that you're not supposed to do that? Well, he always does. So he'd All be right. like, he was already like horrified. Like he was horrified by when the girl gives him his underwear, so he can tell everybody, 
I banged this girl. Here's the evidence of her underwear. That was so unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was a little bored by the movie. I was like, why did I think this was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life? I've had a few of those moments where I was like telling my kids like, oh, you got to see this movie. This was the best movie. Shannon and I are like, oh, this is a high five. And this is going to be amazing. We put it in and we're, we're watching it going. Yeah, I guess it's not as good as we thought it was gonna. It was. I, I did that with. That I did funny. that with my daughter Mackenzie with Harry Met Sally. Oh, interesting. And she was really like, I don't get it. She was just like, I this. I don't get why this is so great or whatever. Huh. The movies my mom made me watch was were like The Bad Seed. Yeah. And I'm things like that. Of, she was like, Oh, this is so great. You know about this child who murders really people. <laughs> my parents didn't really make me watch old movies. No, but I, I never liked him as much as like the ones that I'd watch over and of over course. again. Like we would want to watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Wizard of Oz. We'd watch that over and over Wizard again. Wizard of Oz. My, and like, I, my, I was obsessed with Footloose when it came out. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to dance. Wasn't uh, there a rape scene in that too? <laughs> yes, yes. Chuck. The, oh, no, no. He, he, Chuck, like, no, via, he hit her. Yeah, he's, he beats up Ariel. Yeah. Because yeah. she's into Ren. That's Kevin Bacon's character. It was a great, oh. great film. I had a big crush in Ariel. Yeah, you know, it was good. I just wanted to dance too. See, here it is. Here's the scene. Yep. I wrote up 16 candles of salt. See, he could have had that in his glove box. You never no, know. No, but it wasn't his car. So why he wouldn't have had his neck brace. Well, look also, the, there's beer just like in the no, car. He gave him beer. The, I know, Jake but gave still, him beer. it's just like that's. I know, but it was. It's nobody thought about those things, and it was a funny moment. But okay, P Diddy. Let's talk about P Diddy. We're going to go through all the people who were guests on <laughs> Chelsea lately who have now been accused of. Wasn't P assault. Diddy like the only person that was really severely late? He was severely late, and he was promoting. Something was Danity Kane or something that that like all girl group. Oh yeah, and he was like an hour late. And Chelsea, we were like about to be like we are literally going and taping without him to his people, and they were like, "You wouldn't do that." We're like, "No, we really are. We don't need him, and we will just go on." And he got his ass to the studio really like, he, but he ran, he came running in, and and then Chelsea just kind of read him the riot act. You know, it was like how. How rude is that? You know, and and uh, that was, but yeah. Now he's he's. What do you a, think about all the latest? Let's talk about all I the rumors. Is, I think he is in a lot of trouble. I, I think this guy is. Thank God he's got a lot of money because uh, he's going to have to do a lot of. I mean, out. all these sponsorships, all these associations have dropped him. Um, more, couple more people have come out. I think the latest was a seventeen-year-old. There's so many bad stories. There's um, of girls and young boys that have yeah. been violated, well, rumors, way, but no young man has come forward yet. No, but there are definitely a lot of rumors about him and uh, men. With, with men. Yeah. Yes, there are. Yeah. With, with, with prominent men. But then, like someone was telling me, I was like, are you telling me every single black male celebrity is is gay. I don't think that's true. That I mean, this guy was like basically. Well, there's a going, new, and then this guy, and this guy, and you know, and Will Smith, and it's okay. Like, well, well, there's a new. Like, okay, uh, there's slow a, down, everyone. There's a new guy I just saw a good-looking black actor who did an hour-long like Instagram live where he's like, I, you know, was he wasn't sexually assaulted. He was sexually harassed. By this big guy in Holly, he's like this big black Hollywood mogul that everyone respects. Everyone thinks is wonderful, and I like auditioned for the part, and I thought it great. And he was like, "Do you want to go up to the apartment now?" And he'd be like, "No," and things like that. Huh. And then there were other people. And don't you want? And then he would talk to other actors that would go up to the apartment to get the and just kind of like maybe gay for pay or gay for a part, whatever. And but then the comments were like. You know, if you're not going to say who it is, then don't bother. Then shut up with your yeah, story. Exactly. No like, one cares. you know, then you you've got to ha- be like these. You know, do go name through the names. Pro- yeah, go through the proper yeah. channels of your what you're going to do. Yeah. Call Gloria Allred. Let's like do right. it properly. And yeah, don't just have us then go. Well, so then they take him. And they yeah. go. Oh, I pulled up his IMBD. Yeah, and he was on this person. This, yeah, is, yeah, this yeah, was yeah. Tyler Perry was here, but then this other guy was yeah. here, and then this and this and this and and it's like. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So well, the point was just to get us all talking about you. That's why I'm yeah. not even saying his name. I'm like, also, I didn't write it down, but I just, I just, <laughs> no, but, but I was kind of like looking at it and I was like, well, this is just kind of annoying. If you're going to say it or you're not. Yeah. And like, also, I think like, again, in 2024, I just don't think so. Like, if it's consensual, so. Oh, so what yeah. that he was by? Oh, I don't, yes. Like, does anyone really care? No, does no, it no. make them not think? Well, I think it depends. It's not, I, I think it depends. I, I think it only I, depends I, if you're, like, a, in religion or you're a politician. I just feel like if some actor or, or musician comes out as by. I think it all depends what community. I think every community reacts differently. Yes, maybe, maybe to, so, and then you know, maybe that's why it was and, a secret. And I think if you, you know, are, you know, whatever. But the point is, I, I, I think that it, his reputation is of a hard, you know, tough, you know, not like ladies' man. You know, yeah. I'm just surprised that like he knows his history, right? All these guys do. And yet he's still so like out there and prominent. Wouldn't you kind of be like, okay, all this stuff is kind of coming home to roost. Maybe I should just like keep a low profile. Like, yeah. wouldn't you do that? No. Well, I think when he let- Not draw attention. When he myself. let all the, um, there was this thing that happened like a month and a half ago or two months ago where P. Diddy is giving all his artists their publishing rights back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think he's doing this out of the goodness of his heart. No. I think he's doing it as like- Everyone shut up. Shut up. Look at this thing I'm doing for you. You're going to make a lot more money now that you have your publishing rights versus if you want to go. Yeah. And so that's why I think there are people coming forward because this, you know, they can. But I think that's why other people are like, I don't need to. It. I mean, it, when people say, oh, they're just coming forward now, it causes so much- Stress and drama to come forward. Yes. So it's the, uh, people are not doing it no, because you know, not at all. Not at all. It's fun. No, yeah. I, I, I don't. I, I don't think they are. But and it, especially, especially when you start going after big name people who have a history for going uh, or allegedly going after people, uh, you know, who are, you know, in physical ways, violent ways, you know. Like, right, and how did, he always had you know, a gun. And- yeah, exactly. So it's like you may may not want to make allegations against someone with that history, but you know, I was um, unless they're true. I was obviously. talking to this guy who's had a management company, and he had some comedians, but he also had, you know, big stars. And I remember he was like, kind of bragging to me about how he had a meeting with P Diddy, and how P Diddy put like a gun on the table as are like. And like some Wilshire building. Tactic. Like you put your cell phone on the table. Yeah. There. <laughs> Let me get my keys out. Yeah, my I cell he phone. told me this in like 1997. Yeah, it was like 1997 when he told me this. And I remember being like, I don't know. I I, I was just like, oh, I, I guess that's what like rappers do. I, I don't know. I just, but, but I remember always thinking it was weird. And so then when all this stuff came forward of him having guns and threatening and because he didn't seem that scary and thug-like in the yeah. last 20 years. He really didn't. No, he seemed and, like and mogul-like. So yes, no. Yeah, he, and so he, now I'm like, oh, whoa. Like, But he was young. He was, you know, dumb and wrapped up in all of that. And um, Well, it seems like I, it was I'm going sure. on for a long time. And then also with that whole Cassie, the yeah. one that – and then it was kind of amazing because by fi- filing the lawsuit, that all became public, but he still settled right away. Yeah, well. So good for her, yeah. but but it's still out there. And there was a clip of Wendy Williams, like somehow someone's like pulling up, you know, old stuff. And she said, you know, when you're- When she deal- was still coherent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, so, such a bummer. But anyway, so she, she goes, you know, and like the topics behind her. And she's like, when you're dating someone like this, it's no fun. They will find you. They'll land a helicopter at the hotel you're at. Like you are- Theirs. An employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be at the beck and call at all times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want that life. It really is not a life you want. It's It really isn't. It's it, it such a 
And then it's so hard to get out of because yes. either, even if you want to get out of them, you're like, I just, then they might be like, oh, no, you're not because that would be yeah. embarrassing to me. Exactly. You so now, then you're you almost like leave. scared to leave, yeah. you know? Or not, they, they, well, they, they make you believe that you're nothing without them. And that they have done everything for you and created you and your And then it's like, here's another Chanel bag. Who cares? <laughs> like, Shut up and take my Chanel bag. Then they go and, and see like that the so fakes the fakes are getting better and better. And they're like, Do you know what I had to do for the <laughs> Chanel bag? Because I <laughs> who cares if it's real or fake? Like oh. That's it. That's your dignity. And a lot of people think there's stuff about, you know, Kim Porter, she died. At 53. No, yeah. no, not at 53. She died at 50, 51, I think. No. No, 47. 47. Sorry, 47. But he just did a tribute to her. We well, miss you so much and we love you. And she, she's the father, the mother of COVID his got in kids. the way. He couldn't, he didn't have time to put together the tribute. I mean, there's a lot that happened. You know, <laughs> he was a little busy to get around to it. Anyway, people think that there's, that, not people's not saying that, but there are people in, in the interweb that yes. thinks that there, it is suspicious how she died now. Well, it, they, you know, whether or not it, it, he had anything to do with it, it does it, everything now with everything else. Yeah. You immediately go, oh, well, maybe there's already, you know, well, suspicion. Like, yeah, you go, even, oh, I bet you. Well, even with Matthew Perry when he died, um, which I, people could still put, they were like, I think there was foul play. And then, and then they're clearly. I really don't think there was. No, but no. Um, they investigate everything. I think initially as foul play when someone is found dead. At, yeah, you know, in their home alone. Um, but no, like he was going to expose some big Hollywood oh. secret, and he had a secret book on his computer that disappeared. I'm like, how do you know that? And then you know, so did they come? Did someone? You know, cause him to die. That's ridiculous. And that's, no, that's, I, you know, yeah, that I don't, I don't. Buy, but they're I fun to watch that. sometimes. Yeah. Kevin Spacey, I just pulled up his Instagram. He was another one who was on Chelsea lately, who has been canceled because of sexual assault allegations. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he's going to come back. Oh, you can still contact him. Info at kevinspacey.com. <laughs> his last. Post was from 2020 though. Oh, Christmas Evan of 2020. Lowenstein, Evan Lowenstein's his representation. Nice to see a nice <laughs> Jewish boy is holding on to Kevin Spacey as a client. Hey mom, look at me. I got Kevin Spacey. I, the guy I, from Cards, remember? I predict Kevin Spacey will be back on something within like the next like four years. I just remember him in the hallway of Chelsea lately outside yeah. of the dressing rooms. This was at our first studio on the west side of LA and it was kind of a, a really small building like it's not wasn't like when we moved to Universal Studios um and so he's like and I he lived in England so he had you know Chelsea was a woman so he wasn't interested uh you know, he didn't know anything about this show and you know his publicist obviously brought him to it I just remember him wandering by himself in the hallway looking at all the photos from the previous shows you know of all the different oh, guests yeah? who've been on here and just kind of staring at them going what the fuck kind of show am I coming on right now you know and like obviously we had Chewy just walking back and I'm sure we had a little people flying somewhere through the air and I just remember him you know and I think he took a real liking to Ryan Bassford. So I remember. Really? Yeah. Can imagine the one. Yeah. Ryan Bassford, who was uh I don't even know why I'm mentioning him. He's around. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he no, was, he's so he's the best. He's I great. Um okay, let me see what else they have. This is like a weird post he was doing. Um the, a New York bar has raised its drinking age to 25 because they find young people are annoying. I agree. I agree. I agree. 21, that is still your very young person. And by the way, that's Gen Z. And Gen Z is now the most annoying generation ever. So absolutely. I would make it. You couldn't be in Gen Z. I would be like, so that would be, I think they're, they're uh, I don't know, 20 I don't know what year they are, but but I would be like just anyone who's below 30, sorry. I wonder, I'm thinking now, you know, I feel like more and more restaurants and stuff, um, there's like more like, have you noticed there's more like private dining clubs? 
kind of like that are sort of popping up. It's, it's like more and more, I feel like it's like the rich are getting richer, the poor getting poorer. Things are being more exclusive. Yeah. Like I just want to pay to be around a certain echelon of people. <laughs> And that's, I feel like that's happening a lot. Like that's the attitude. I'm not saying I'm doing that, but I'm just saying like, so, but by just upping the age of places, you could make it something. You could say like, you know, I know there's places that are like no kids allowed. That's one thing. But you could also say, you know, but then I I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea because you need the young girls to get the guys in there. You don't need them that young. I mean, honestly, and 25 is still young. I, they're still annoying. 25. I think anything, anyone under 30 okay, I have an idea. right now I have, is annoying. I have an idea for, okay, a thing. Right. I I went, we just went to this thing recently. and Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can't believe I wasn't invited. <laughs> no, it was called a supper club. But I didn't understand what it, what it was. Peter's like, oh, we got this, th- like, you know, they reached out for like, come join us, com- comp dinner. <laughs> it's free. We're and going. <laughs> I was like pretty excited, but it was a lot of effort. It was in downtown LA. We rarely go down, downtown LA. But it was like the holidays and, and I was like, oh, I'm like starving. Like I barely ate. I'm so excited to go. And I'm like, I don't understand what it is. And he tries to explain it to me and I just, I don't know, I wasn't listening. And so I was like, but it really was a club. It was like a pop-up club that these people pay like a certain amount a year. And then there's four of them in LA a year. And if you're part of this club, so you kind of see people that you met before and you really have the ability to like make friends, make friends, find a date. But it's not, it's really like a social club mm-hmm. just for dining. So we went and it was definitely a younger crowd than us. And we got seated with this couple and they, she was an eye doctor and he was a lawyer. And Had they done this before? Yeah. And then she sat us with them and they were like, you know, very attractive. Were they and, juicy scoopers? No, they didn't know who I was or anything. And then they, um, they were like, we're here because we are married. We definitely don't want to have kids. And we're looking to swing. They're not and looking to swing. you two no. look like <laughs> when we I, When we couple. got there, because it was also like- this like jazz thing. I, I we I felt like it was a little eyes wide shut because also people were like dressed up because it was the got, holidays. You got but it was nobody wants to swing with oh, us. Trust me. No, that's no, this not was true. no. But listen, I, hey, Juicy Cooper's right in if you want to swing with Peter and Heather. I I bet you you would be surprised. How no, many. but what it was is this couple basically was like we realized since we're not going to have kids that. And our family doesn't live in the state. We really need to cultivate like better friendships. And we didn't really have that many like good friendships. So we go to this club and we had a really good conversation. They were really fun. And then at the end, the girl is kind of like, do you want to be friends? Like, do you really want to be friends? If we exchange numbers, are we going to like make a plan in January and have dinner. And I'm like, I would like to. I like to do that and then stuff. And you looked at Peter, and Peter was like, oh. No. He was like, sure. I was like, sure. You're gonna yeah. Get, you're going to get the swinging. It w- it w- you know, no. I said you didn't rule out you swinging. They go, you would, they wouldn't want to swing with us. I don't want to ever. You're open to I it. I never ever want to swing. No, take the swinging out of that. Just jump off of that. I'm just saying, I think. Then I talked to this other girl who said, I came out here for a job. I didn't know anybody. Then the job, whatever, later off, which they paid her to stay for a year. So she's like, so now I'm out here on a year lease. I don't know a soul. I don't have a job. I don't have a boyfriend. I'm 35. And I was like getting my nails done. And I heard these people talk about this supper club thing. And she's like, and now like, it's like on a Wednesday or something, not like a Friday or Saturday. And she's made these friends. She's like, this girl I met here who threw me my birthday party. And I was like, I think there's going to be more things like that. Yes. Meeting people in real life. But So I think you could do pop-up Curated. dinners. I just thought of. Because somebody who's ever in charge of this thing I went to is obviously making a little bit of money for being the organizer as they should. So think about it this way, people. You do a pop-up thing at a restaurant. But it's for 30 and above or something. For 30 and above every- and everyone has to be married and they have to bring in the wedding dishes. <laughs> Oh my God, Heather! This business is coming full circle, and then there's a story on the wedding dishes. Re- okay, you have to be over thirty. Yeah, you have to be married, and you have to be willing to get rid of your mother's yeah. or your dishes. Exactly, I think, and that's you got your it. payment. Yeah, 
That's how you get in. And then this restaurant that has all new yeah, dishes. Exactly. And everyone wins. Everyone. And everyone has a story. It's a great icebreaker. You're like, oh, you're family. Oh, let's see what the story is of these dishes. Oh, Maria, you know, your grandmother's dishes are this wonderful. And it's a great icebreaker. Yeah. But no, I do think there could be something in the, well, uh, like, it, where they say it's for people who are 30 or above, juicy scoop 40 dinners. and above, or you got to be between 30 and 40. That's it. You have to do. You should do Juicy Scoop exclusive dinners. Sure. I'm serious. Yeah. Why couldn't you do a Juicy Scoop club? And have everyone bring their dishes? Well, yeah, they can bring their dishes. <laughs> Or they Just can come. Or they can come to dish. By the way, the dishes are a little kind of a pain to package. Yeah, I mean, no, that is kind it, of. You don't want it all the whole shatter on the way over. <laughs> People come in like holding like fragments of plates. You know, like, oh, sorry. Uh, I'd much rather just come and with a bottle of wine or whatever. Yeah. No, but I I do think there is something in. As you get older or younger, where you or you say it's, you know, for these, is this for under 30 or this is for over 30 or this is, you know, and you've got to show your ID and you've got to be this age, you know, just like how they do it for like an industry party or whatever. Yeah. I think there's got to be more stuff like that because I've also heard well, that young, I've also heard that it. younger kids are not, is your text message I don't know that? why something's going on with the timer. Oh. Okay. So I also think that, um, Younger people, I've also read, they're not drinking as much. No, people are not drinking as much. Heather. And so some of these restaurants and bars have it to do, like Mackenzie, my daughter, said they're having to do like trivia nights. And they're trying to do something so that at least you go in and you order something else to eat or drink because it they're is, not making the money on the alcohol. Not, people are not drinking. Now, unfortunately, they're doing other things. Um, some fine, some not so fine. Um, you know, and I would caution everyone. Are mushrooms but, legal? Uh, no, I, I don't. feel like nobody well, knows the no, answer. I, I think they are. I feel like that's if administered by a doctor, Silas. Administer. Then why do why do people have like chocolate mushrooms? I think those are illegal. But they're packaged like a Hershey I know, bar. I know. They're not like in a I baggie. Know. I don't know. I don't. Maybe it's like what the weed industry used to be. I don't know. I haven't looked into it that much. I feel much. like that's got to be the next thing that but becomes it, it legal. Is. Well, yeah. it will be. And and there is, you know, it's funny. I was actually with my psychiatrist recently with him. I was in a session. Um, <laughs> we were hanging out, you know, as one does with a psychiatrist. Uh, no, but he was like saying, honestly, alcohol is the biggest enemy of psychology. He goes, he goes, I can kind of rationalize or I could, I could spin almost every other substance and realize and understand why people like it, why with the benefit, you know, I could be well, marijuana, there's a benefit, mushrooms, you know, there, there's a benefit here or whatever. He goes, alcohol is literally, it's like drinking antifreeze. It, you know, atrophies your brain you know you forget things you it kills it's just like all these I know, I and, keep, like, and I feel like there's so much more information like that out there yes, now there is it's really hard to that you know Dick Van Dyke is like 90 whatever or like that. and I just saw a little thing with him and he's like my regret is becoming that I was an alcoholic he's like because if I knew I was going to live this long I would have taken care of of myself better, though he's doing great. Yeah, but, to say, but he lived to 98 and he's still like out and about. Yeah, but he's saying like, had he not had that issue, even drink, he might even be living an easier life at 98. You know what I mean? Like, and he goes and works out yeah, like three times does. a week and everything. But yeah, not drinking I mean, is a, it's a really, a, we all think, oh, when I'm drinking, it's fun. But it really takes it, obviously, the older you get, it's the worst. Do you not drink anymore still? Mm -mm. And so for you, it's been like 10 years. Well, it's been a while. I took a little break and went back in the beginning of the pandemic and stuff and, you know, and, and everything. But then, no, I've, I'm recommitted to, to not, not – and I don't want to say and that. Shannon, I, I don't want to be like, I'm never drinking again because I, I don't know. I don't like to make that, you know, but just right now I'm not. Shannon, your wife, does she drink? Uh, very little. So um, would – if you guys were at like a wine – like a really great wine-tasting Napa thing – would that encourage you to be like, I should just try it because this is like a two hundred bottle dollar bottle of wine, and I'm just curious? Or you still just absolutely have no desire? Yeah, it's more about the desire. It, uh -huh. it's, you know, and also I'm one of those who like when I drink, I can't stop. Oh, 
So not, it's not I can, but it's like I enjoy it. And I'm like, oh, and, you know, wine goes down very easily. And I'll, the next thing you know, you're like, oh, that was a full bottle uh, by myself. And, and you're like, that's not good. And so I, you know, I it just there's nothing good. And I just it causes anxiety and depression. I'm already yeah. depressed. I don't need to add to. I don't need to aid my depression. So, right. you know, it just you feel better and and. You know, there's for me, you know, I won't tell anyone else, but it is funny. Someone was saying they go, alcohol is the one thing that's bad for us that when you tell people you're not doing it, they go, oh, come on, man, have a drink with me. You know, they like won't accept like if you were like cocaine, you know, you're like, I I am not doing cocaine anymore. Everyone would be like, that's great that you're not doing that. Alcohol, they're like, oh, come on, have a drink. What do you got? What are you See, doing? I, Why feel, don't we the, I feel the same way when someone says I'm not drinking anymore. I'm like. Good for you. The same way I'm, uh, when someone well, they, says, I don't want to have kids. I'm like, good for, for you. you. Yeah. Like you're, you are never going to worry the way I worry Ugh, every second of my life. Like you will never know the stress from when someone doesn't answer your text to go thinking of the worst scenario to also being on a plane. I don't know why when I'm on a plane away from my kids, there is I go to a, like a horrible place. And so it's I feel just, so isolated when I'm on a plane without my kids. And the yes. door there's something about being just isolated on that plane. I just go, I'm away from my family. <laughs> what if something happens? And, and you, then know, you start I know. just thinking of know. like what's happened, you know, what's yeah. going to happen when we land and the yeah. phone goes like, I don't know. So I, I'm always like, that's great. I think it's so awful when people do question it. Well, I'm it's like, happens you shouldn't less question and less it. It's a health thing. Yeah. And it's a personal thing. And it doesn't have to be. And again, it doesn't have to be this thing that you never go back yeah. to or whatever. Um, you yeah. know, like for me, I've always just, I just have always just enjoyed it so much mm -hmm. as far as like a cold glass of champagne, the excitement of it. But, but, you, because but you have, you have, except for the one time when Chelsea had us down to her, to Cabo for the 35th birthday, uh, when you got drunk in the drinking pool. in the pool and yeah. like you never lived that down for some reason. It's like, what, you were not allowed to get drunk uh, in Cabo? I still, I still <laughs> made the party. Yeah, you did. I, you I, did. I, I would miss the appetizers. Uh, yeah. I still made the party you and did. was like, you fine. But, but no, there's but those, like, it, those- But you're not the type who's like, gets wasted. You know, it's like, you, and you seem to be able to control it. Well, I think because I knew there was like alcoholism in my family. And so mm. I was always like, and- you know, I remember like that movie, Sandra Bullock's movie, like 28 Days or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was always like, oh my God, whenever that movie came on, I was always like, I love the beginning of the movie of how wasted and everything she is. When she gets to rehab, I'm like, ugh, boring. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always like, I just never, I never wanted to get I to that place where like, I always you had, had somebody, to be sober. I wanted to respect it because I do like the experience no, I, of a cocktail. I, and yeah, I'm so, no. but I'm not saying I'll never like, I may stop one day or I remember I used to think that my dad growing up, I was like, I think dad's, you know, an alcoholic, whatever. And then one day it was like, well, it doesn't, they're like, oh yeah, this medication doesn't agree with you drinking. And he's like, all right, fine. And he never really drank again. And then I was like, maybe you weren't an alcoholic. Maybe you just enjoyed drinking a lot well, and you just had drinks every night. And then the minute they said you couldn't have drinks, you're like, no problem. Well, that, that's, that happens. That happened to me. Uh, I had some gastrointestinal things, you know, and like the, I went in for a colonoscopy and endoscopy and endoscopy is when they go down your, your throat and, and everything. And he's like, man, whatever you're doing, you know, drinking, you, you, whatever you're doing, stop, you know? And I was like, and I was like, okay. And I just was like, okay, I won't do that anymore. You know, uh, and and it, it takes like a medical thing. But you're right. It's like, I think like there are times, I think it all depends on what's going on in your life and how, how you're feeling and everything. And there were times when I was like, I thought about giving up alcohol. I'm like, I can't, I have to, you know, I need, I need to be able to drink still. And then there are times like now and stuff, I'm like, I don't. Need it. I don't crave it. I don't need it. You know. Well, the thing is, what's kind of great is if you challenge yourself to go. I'm going to go to this party and I'm not going to drink. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that lately, you know, or having very little. And you know, and part of it is like, hey, I drove, you know, so yeah. I can't have more than one. And then in the last two hours, I'm going to have a diet coke and mm -hmm. whatever. And it is such a great feeling. 
that you're like, I didn't need it. I don't have a headache. I didn't have to do an Uber. I drove myself because I didn't drink. And like the more that you could kind of do it as like a challenge. Yeah. Then when you do get to enjoy a drink or two, you probably will be good on two. Yeah. Versus like four. Yeah. Or like, have you ever been on a vacation and then you really count it up and you're oh. like, holy fuck. No, I haven't. Shannon does though. Uh, she'll count my drinks. And I'm like, I don't need you to do that. That's I thought you said thing. you don't drink. No, I'm saying, but when I did. Oh, back yeah, when. Yeah, oh. yeah, she would count drinks and stuff. And, you know, when I when I No, did I'd drink, like count it at, like, no, I'd count it at night and I'd be like, oh, my God, wait, there was this at lunch and there was this at da 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 yeah, I and then you're know. like, oh, I know. And you just go, oh, and you just, as much as I try to convince myself, I'm like, oh, I feel fine. You're like, you don't well, feel fine. Well, you know, fine. the rules would change. Like, they would be like, one glass of red oh, wine yeah. is good for, it's a, a oh, is yeah. it good for your heart for a woman? And now they're like, no, it's yeah. not. Yeah. That's yeah. bullshit. It's not good for anybody at any time in your life. Mm -hmm. You I know? know? I know. Well, there you go. Bud's killed. Here, scientists create a drink that cuts blood alcohol levels half in just 30 minutes. And I was like. So what, you get the, the buzz, but then it like resets you so you don't get a. It's kind do, of, it's kind of like Narcon for, um, for drug addicts. Oh, it so brings so, down. I yeah. Got it. First I, I got thought it was it. like, oh, so that you could oh, leave oh. the bar and not going to do it. No, it doesn't like make your brain sober. It just will like got make it. it so you can't have alcohol poisoning. Got it. What do you think Meghan Markle should do with her life? They said she might be dropped by her talent agencies over this latest book. I feel like no one cares about this book. It's no get, cares nobody about cares about this girl. book, and no I don't one cares about anything. And I don't look at Just this. This away. is the guy who wrote the book. He's I like know, some young guy doing selfies. Like, how did he end up Aren't knowing they about bring the book? Back suits. You should just focus on that. Yeah. Is she going to be part of it? Are they bringing back suits? Really? Yeah, because it got like uh, had a second life on Netflix. Are they really bringing back all those people? And I don't know. They haven't consulted me. I'm waiting for the phone call when they ask about casting decisions. I think um, – I still think there's a chance that she is going to have to end up on a, on a reality show. Wow. That would be – and then do they get Harry to be on it? He's going, he he's going to have to be. Yeah, he's going to have to. He's going to have to be. Uh, Did you know that Tim Allen was a was a, a little bitch on Santa Claus? Yeah, I, I, th that's not a shock. And by the way, Casey Wilson. Yeah. Remember, she guest hosted Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, great. Yeah, of course. Well, he's... Did you have a good time with it? Turn your body over. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm looking at the photo. Um, uh, yeah, great. Tim Allen. Yeah, we kind of know he was kind of a curmudgeon -y, you know, Casey Wilson <laughs> was so nice when she mm -hmm. guest hosted. Mm -hmm. And I was, whatever, heavily involved in that guest hosting for some reason, like helping her with the day. And she wrote me like a handwritten note. That's very nice. No, she's very nice. She married a guy I actually went to preschool with. And then he moved away to Chicago. Did you know that? No, you didn't. <laughs> now you do. You're welcome, Juicy Scoopers. Um... What else is going on before we wrap it up? I don't know. I have a great podcast you should listen to, Funny Energy. Yes. You will be on it in the new year when I we definitely will more. be. Um, and it's great. It's me and an energy practitioner. We talk to comedians and other people. I think. Tell us about one of the one of your favorite episodes. Well, Natasha Leggero was, was our first episode. That was a great episode. Yeah. Um, and then uh, recently we had Jordana Brewster on, uh, Abigail Spencer um, what are they discovering about their energy? I, I think, you know, it's all depends on, it's all like, you know, Tasha, they worked, uh, we worked, uh, talks a lot about, uh, being a mother and how she was hesitant and resistant, you know, a little about being a mother and scared really more like, it, oh. and, you know, and kind of working through all that. It's kind of how it all relates to their comedy and everything. Obviously not everyone is a straight comedian, for example, Jordana Brewster, Abigail yeah, Spencer, yeah. but it's, it really is interesting. Jackie, my, my co-host, the energy practice, she's really fantastic. And she is like, just so well-spoken and just get, gets this whole world. And it's, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's so froofy. And I mean, it's like, no, she really is kind of like, she taps into a lot of stuff and it's just a great, Cool. Kind of sounding board and everything. What are you um, doing for the holidays with your kids? We're here. I'm going to skiing for a couple of days. Where are you going skiing? Tahoe. 
Nice. Yeah. What about you? Do all the kids ski? Does everyone yes, ski the whole the family? Yeah, that's the best activity for a family. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, it's the most elitist activity you could do as a family, but it's the I think being thing. an equestrian is more. Oh, you're right, actually. If we all and a race car driver. Formula One, you're right. NASCAR, yeah. not so much, but Formula yeah. One. It depends what tier. You're right. Uh, but no, I think you're right. Equestrian is probably the most. But skiing, skiing is the greatest activity because we can all do it. It's an all-day yes. activity. Yeah. We all do it. There's no devices, no, no screens. You, no, and, and you, you can know. hook up later and yeah. you can meet different times. Yeah. So now – so I my skiing history is that I have skied consecutively since I met Peter. I have never improved. Well, you started too late. At all. You started too late. No, I skied in college too. Well, that's still too late. No, I just You had to be like bad. me. I started at age three. No, I'm just bad. I'm a beautiful I skier. never got better. Wow. And now- You weren't as elite as I was as a youth. <laughs> and now I kind of feel like, well, now no one wants to ski with me. And it's been like that for a few years because they're all good. Okay. So I, I have them. Your son ski or snowboard? They ski. That's good. And they, you know, double black diamonds, whatever. Okay. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, just go down like one easy run with me and then like leave and then I'll meet you at lunch. And, but I still want to do it because I still have that feeling of like, I can't go to the snow and not do it. Yeah. But every time I'm like, I think this should be the last time. Yeah. Why am I bothering to go do down enjoy this? It? I do like kind of. Yeah, it's pretty. I like to go down it, but then I have that same feeling of like I paid for this ticket, so I should at least go down this like three more times. Well, and then on the third time, then I feel if like it feels oh, like an now obligation. I have lunch. Don't don't. I know don't do it's it. it's such a hard. It's like it can't feel like it's an the obligation. same noise I have in my head like, about like sure, finishing a sure meal. My, uh, my what? Our, our, someone can get in my house. What? I left a I left a, a house key out and I forgot to tell them where it was. I'm sorry. So this is going talk on. About elitist. We're talking about skiing vacations. <laughs> skiing vacation. I have to interrupt because I have. You're a, a housekeeper coming. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Hold on. Anyway, Brad Wallach. Thanks for killing the mood. Sorry. Tell sorry. everybody where they can follow you. Uh, at Brad Wallach on Instagram and. Um, yeah, come on, come on the gram and come find me. We have fun. Uh, I try to mostly have fun. Yeah, I try to leave politics out of it for ninety nine percent of it. Sometimes you can, and Sometimes, that's okay. You know, you can't. It leaks in, and that's okay. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm I'm around, Heather. I'm here. I want to come back on Juicy Scoop. That's what I love. I, this is my new favorite thing to do. Thank you. I really enjoy it. The Juicy Scoopers enjoy you as well. They Thank really you. do. My my new thing is is to be. Close to Frangiola as as a fan favorite. I know I can't overtake him. He's my favorite too. So you know, but he's I'll everyone's be- favorite. I know you can't compete. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.